0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJazz 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I've got great news about the California Dining with Dogs bill that we discussed a few months back. If you're the kind of person who enjoys taking your dogs where you go, you're going to be very pleased with this news Uh, I'm going to be discussing with our very own Mike Johnson. Then, after our halftime break, Kelly Shry has an incredible rescue story to tell involving hundreds of chinchillas. This and more are coming right up after a quick message from the station on KJazz 88.1 FM. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio show on KJazz 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and my producer, Mike Johnson, is going to be chatting with me for a little bit about something really exciting. We talked about this a few months back with Judy Mancuso. It's the Dining with Dogs bill, and Mike, guess what? What happened? It has been signed into law by the governor. I am so excited. I plan on taking my dog's everywhere that they're allowed now
1: now when they're allowed does that mean they're allowed at every restaurant
0: no no it doesn't work that way okay restaurants aren't required to have a dining with dogs area okay only if they want to in the okay. past what happened was a lot of restaurants had outdoor seating
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: would allow dogs in though technically it was illegal Really? Yeah. and
1: Now, this, of course, doesn't... Uh, service dogs are exempt from... Oh,
0: absolutely. Sure. Service mm-hmm. dogs are always allowed mm-hmm. inside, outside, wherever. Right. right, But if somebody just wanted to go out with their dog, like you might want to take your lovely Jack Russell Amber. courier... Amber, Amber Good Dog.
1: <laughs> Amber Good Dog on Facebook, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you could take her to restaurants that have outdoor seating and allow dining with dogs which is really exciting i think what
1: i'd be curious about is is there's a there's a steakhouse a famous one which i will not mention on the on the show here that i like to go to and they do have outdoor seating how do i know whether this chain that i like to attend will be part of of the program
0: well that's a great question what you should do if there's a special restaurant is call them ahead of time and say, I understand you have outdoor seating. Are dogs welcome? And they can tell you yes Mm -hmm. or no. Mm
2: -hmm. Don't
0: just show up and say, I demand to be seated. The law says I could bring my dog here because that's not what the law says.
1: And I think that's the misinterpretation that I worry about for this law is that I think some folks might think it's open season everywhere, as long yeah. as there's outdoor dining. It still yeah. is very much up to the uh, providers exactly. of the restaurant.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go out with your dogs to go out eat?
1: There is a restaurant, I live in, in Orange County, uh, that does indeed allow dogs uh, out at uh, their outdoor uh, f- uh, portion of their seating. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have taken our dog there before. Amber. Amber Good Dog on Facebook. <laughs> We've taken Amber there before. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting because they do allow it, and it's very well known in the area where I live that this mm-hmm. restaurant allows it. And when we went there, Amber was the only dog there. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know if it's just still sort of a new concept that people are getting used to or or if it's just, you know, people think it's you know, still a little bit out of bounds to do that.
0: I think most people do think it's still out of bounds. So that's why we're trying to talk about it and spread the good news right. that that for restaurants that allow dogs in their outdoor seating, it's legal now and that's mm-hmm. really nice. And it's great for the restaurants too, because a lot of the restaurants we're kind of operating under the radar, mm-hmm. and they could have gotten in big trouble for allowing this because hmm. under state law, state health codes, right. it was still a violation. But did you know mm. that this law passed in our state Senate uh, with 100% of the voters really? in the Senate saying yes?
1: The Democrats Republicans agree on something.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How about
1: that? About that wow,
0: <laughs> and we were a little concerned about it going into the Governor's desk, but he signed it, and mm-hmm. we are thrilled, Judy Mancuso, you remember her sure, she's been on sure. our show. So often, she's always involved in social compassion and legislation, making changes to make the life of people with pets and pets with people a better thing. Sure. And she sort of spearheaded this, and it was a little fire underneath, making sure she had a great sponsor who supported it and and getting all the good press. and, And you couldn't help but say, what a nice thing. Now, Let's go for it. Now,
1: I'm wondering now, I'm, and I'm being very serious here when I ask you this, Marie. Do you think there are certain restaurants that would actually add doggy items to their menus to accommodate If I'm out to dinner with my wife and we're having a steak and we're bringing Amber, Amber Good Dog on Facebook, (laughs) we're bringing Amber along, and wouldn't some restaurants possibly add like a dog menu?
0: You know, there actually are dog menus at some of the restaurants who have already offered outdoor seating. Okay. But I have a feeling that more and more restaurants are going to incorporate dog menu items just Mm -hmm. to bring in more people. I know some people who won't go out to eat for dinner because they don't want to leave their dogs home alone. Sure. They've been gone all day at work, and they think, I'm not going to put my dogs through more time alone. Sure. This is the only time we have together, and mm-hmm. now I'm heading off again. So now they have this time where they can spend together and have a meal and enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. and dress their dogs up if they like. Do you dress sure. up the amber no. dog? no.
1: No, no. Actually, uh, my stepdaughter has done that in the past, and those pictures are on Facebook, at Amber Good Dog on Facebook. Uh, but, uh, I, no, I don't do that. I I, I I, think if I did that, Amber would probably tear them off in five seconds anyway. And so, no, I, I don't do that. One of the things, though, that I was concerned about with this law um, is, let's be honest, when the animals go out, the animals sometimes have to tinkle or, right. or the other. Right. You know, Thankfully, you know, I think most pet parents are responsible enough to clean af- clean up mm-hmm. after their dogs, but we know not everybody is responsible enough to clean up after their dogs. Do you that think? Is do you true. do you think that the the uh, folks who may not be as responsible for clean up after their dogs that this could actually one day boom, boomerang back the other way because they're getting complaints for people who aren't taking care of business.
0: That is a really really good insight and i really hope that people who take their dogs out to dinner make sure that their dogs have a little potty break before they even get to the restaurant maybe even walk them around a little bit outside
1: the parking lot or or, yes or
0: anywhere that's appropriate Mm -hmm. and then come in and then you're going to have a nice dining experience and most dogs recognize that even in outdoor seating that's not a potty area, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. and they'll just sit quietly, you know, with their owners, and and hope that a few tidbits fall off the table. <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm thinking, and I'm not trying to throw Amber Good Dog under the under the bus here, but I know that sometimes, for example, when I take her to the vet, there's where, where the vet where we take Amber, there's a concrete area and there's some some fa- some uh, plants and some green shrubbery and this mm-hmm. sort of thing, and all the other animals who go to the vet invariably use it before they go inside to get right. their medication or their shots or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if uh, if there's a restaurant we won't say which restaurant, if there's a restaurant where maybe the dogs are more likely to use the facilities while they're there. Yeah. If it might just see I worry about that effect. That 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 might be the other turn where there might be too many dogs using the facilities. But I guess the idea, though, is being a responsible pet parent, you take care of that before you even go to the restaurant.
0: Exactly. It's like having a kid. You make right. sure you do all the responsible things first. And mm-hmm. another thing, too, is on the subject of responsibility, mm-hmm. you need to make sure you vaccinate your pet before you take it out in public places, whether it be a restaurant or a dog park or anywhere else where it can catch or spread diseases. Mm. And you also need to make sure your pet is social. Nobody wants to be sitting in an outdoor seating area and have somebody else at a table who has a dog, have that dog jump up on them. Sure. Or have them jump up on the servers when right. they're walking by and right. crash all the food and drinks go down on the floor. You have to have well-behaved children. Sure. sure. <laughs> Furry four-legged children. Right. And if they're not then maybe it's not a good idea to go out to the restaurant.
1: Also, I'm thinking about, you know, you some dogs are, are rather, you know, big, mastiffs, you know, big, mm-hmm. big dogs. And Amber is a Jack Russell that's about 12 pounds. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, again, I know it goes to, re- to responsible parenting there. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're at the restaurant and the person next to you has Marmaduke and you have a little, you know, uh, a dog that can fit in your
0: hands—it's
1: uh-huh. you, you know—you just have to be smart about things, don't you?
0: Right. You you really need to ensure that your dogs are social. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how your dogs react to other dogs, then it's time to find out. Get over to a dog park and see how your dog responds to big dogs and little dogs. Maybe take your dog out to a place where you meet other dogs intentionally and see what happens. Sure. How does Amber Good Dog react to other dogs?
1: Amber is interesting because the neighbors also have a couple of dogs, and invariably they're just talking to each other. They're barking mm-hmm. at each other through the fence, and she's never even seen the dogs next door uh, up, up close. Oh. Now, what Amber does not like mm-hmm. is the mailman, for, uh. for which is, of course, a standard thing with dogs, I suppose. <laughs> but I actually made the point this uh, a couple of Saturdays ago when the mailman was coming. And I knew that the mailman was coming. I'm going to take the. I'm going to take Amber. I'm going to go stand out in front of the house mm-hmm. and let Amber meet the mailman.
2: Aww. Well, of course,
1: that day it was a fill-in uh, a mail carrier, so it wasn't the right person anyway. <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, you know, interaction with other animals as well as other humans that are not mm-hmm. your family mm-hmm. uh, are very important for dogs, isn't right. it?
0: Right. So do some test runs. Yeah. Have your friends who have dogs uh, do a mock dinner get together. Mm-hmm. Maybe set up some chairs and some little tables at a local park and mm-hmm. pretend you're at a restaurant and, and see how your dogs do. Sure. It's, it's a great thing to practice.
1: What about your dogs? I mean, how much interaction do they get with other dogs?
0: Well, Willa, my Labradoodle, would be perfectly fine at a restaurant. And Cody is pretty good, too, although he does bark at other dogs. Mm -hmm. And because he does bark at other dogs, I might be hesitant to bring him because that's another thing. You don't want to go to a restaurant and have... Twelve barking dogs right. outside. Right. That would not be good. Yeah. So this law all boils down to thinking that people who are going to be taking their dogs to restaurants in the first place are probably going to be responsible people.
1: Sure. And that's what you hope for, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it's a wonderful idea that this law has passed. I wonder if, on, if uh, Judy will have a, an available website that would have a list of restaurants that are going to be a part of The program.
0: Oh, that is a really good idea. I'm going to have to talk with her about that Mm -hmm. and see if she could compile a list. Sure. There is a woman who I'm going to have to search all my databases to to find her again, Mm -hmm. who had assembled a traveling with your dog booklet. And it had restaurants, it had hotels, it had every possible place you could imagine that you could take your dog. And I have a feeling she's probably going to be updating it a lot now that this has passed. So that if you did want to find out the closest restaurant that allowed dogs, you could just look through that booklet. And I believe she was having it placed online also to make easy access.
1: Is the law in effect now or does it take effect New Year's Day? January 1st. New Year's Day. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) So a great celebration.
1: (laughs) So now, all things being equal, on New Year's Day, are you planning right now to go out?
0: Well, you know, to be honest, I have taken my dogs out to places already ah, that allow okay. dogs. Okay. And and there are some really nice places that are already kind of parky. Okay. In Huntington Beach, there are a couple places at Huntington Central Park where right. you're actually eating on the park grounds and Everybody there brings their dogs. Oh, ah, very good. And my dogs do pretty well. Occasionally, my little barky chihuahua causes some problems. But what I do with him, if that happens, is I just get up, take him for a quick walk, tire him out, and then bring him back. <laughs> and right about then, my food is arriving, so it works out perfectly. <laughs>
1: well, it's a very exciting time, though, isn't it, Marie?
0: It sure is. And if you could go to one place,
1: mm-hmm. where would
0: you go? with
1: your dog. Oh boy. Well you know it's funny, they out the the Dodgers and Angels both from time to time have bark in the park where they where you bring your dog to the ball that's game. That's right. So that's, that's already right. that's already taken place. Probably I would probably Jeez is one place. Ooh, it's a steakhouse. It's a very famous steakhouse but I don't want to say it and give them a, p- a plug on the show. But it's, <laughs> a, it's a very famous steakhouse out in out in Australia somewhere that I really would like to take my dog to you know
0: okay <laughs> well, we will be right back on k jazz eighty eight point one f m <laughs> Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ, 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining the program now is Kelly Schrei, Public Relations Program Manager for the San Diego Humane Society. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? Good morning. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and I understand that your office is probably overflowing with little (laughs) fluffy, adorable chinchillas.
2: Yes, we are, literally stacked floor to ceiling. Oh, wow. Do you have any in your office? (laughs) No, no. They haven't made their way back here yet. Uh, (laughs) Aww.
0: Well, first of all, what was the background story on these little guys? How did you get so many into the Humane Society?
2: Well, we were approached by PETA, who um, was taking them in from a chinchilla ranch here in San Diego, North San Diego, and needed a place for all of these chinchillas to go. We understand that um, the couple that owned this ranch needed was selling their business and needed help to find homes for all of these little guys, so... We went in and it took about eight hours last week to take all of these chinchillas from the ranch and transport them to the San Diego Humane Society, but we have about four hundred and twenty chinchillas now. Oh
0: my. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about a chinchilla ranch. It just I mean, so many crazy visuals come into my (laughs) head without these cowboys running around with lassos and everything. (laughs) What's a chinchilla
2: ranch? Um, They were breeding the chinchillas and boarding them. Um, You know, as far as we can tell, all of the chinchillas were very well cared for, and it was a a business that they've held here in San Diego for several years, and it was time for them to sell. So we, we are assisting by caring for the chinchillas now and hopefully finding them homes very soon. Wow. Now, were these guys socialized, or are they kind of uh, more on the feisty side? They all have very different personalities, but they do they do seem to have been used to being handled by people. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and so some are still getting used to the transition of being in a new place, like any animals would be, Um, but they're all, you know, we're very well taken care of, and now just need
0: new homes. Now for our listeners who don't know what a chinchilla looks like, these guys are around the size of a hamster, maybe a little bit bigger? Yeah, they're actually uh,
2: the size of rabbits, maybe a okay. small rabbit. Uh, they look kind of like rabbits. They have big round ears and the, and longer tails, though, and very,
0: very soft. They are probably one of the softest little pets you can get. You can just pet one of these guys forever and feel like you're in heaven.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And what's unique about chinchillas is because their hair is so dense, they can't get wet uh, because their hair will never dry, so they have to take dust baths. It's very cute to see them rolling around in the dust, and they just love it.
0: Well, how do you do that? (laughs) If you have a pet chinchilla, how do you provide the proper care, including a dust bath? you can um, purchase actually special chinchilla
2: dust I guess in the wild they would just use dirt but you can get chinchilla dust and a dust house okay um, and you put some of the dust in in the dust house and they get into it and they start digging around and slipping in circles to rub the <laughs> entire bodies in the dust and it's really cute they love it and they need a bath about 3 times a week to keep oh, their fur okay, clean. Okay.
0: <laughs> and and I suppose they probably groom themselves too. Are they are they good to go in pairs like I know with rabbits it's best to send them in pairs, bonded pairs so yes. that they're not lonely. Is is that true for chinchillas also?
2: Yes, it's always good to to have a buddy for a chinchilla as well. And we're starting – all of them were housed individually, so we're starting to pair them up and introduce them to each other so that people who are interested in adopting two together know that there are two that already get along really well. Oh,
0: excellent. What does a chinchilla eat? So if I was going to adopt a couple, what should I think about in terms of of giving them every day? Fruits, vegetables, dry food? They eat pellets, just
2: like rabbits do, or they like to chew on hay. Um, Just like rabbits, their teeth never stop growing, so they need wood or something to um, be able to chew on to grind their teeth down.
0: Okay, so if you had them in your home and you had a little rabbit room kind of all set up, you'd want to make sure that you didn't have anything important in there that they could chew up and kind (laughs) of keep your baseboards protected. Uh It's important
2: that they're always monitored uh, because they do like to chew and could if left in your home, could find things to chew on there.
0: (laughs) Now, with rabbits, we always say that they shouldn't just live their life in a cage. That's just Not the way to go. And I I suspect that's also true with chinchillas. They need some outdoor time, interactive toys, a Mm -hmm. safe outdoor time when we say that, where they're supervised and have an enclosed area, safe from predators, and indoors where they can run around and have fun, but but perhaps not free run of the entire house, right?
2: Right. It should probably be supervised time, but they do definitely need that time to run around and um, get out of the cage and get exercise as well.
0: How long do chinchillas
2: live? They can live up to 15 to 20 years, wow. which is much longer than most of our small animals. Oh, so, and nice. a lot of people don't know that. So it's a really important thing to keep in mind if you're considering adopting chinch- a chinchilla, is that you could have it for quite some time. So it's important just to be prepared for that.
0: So this isn't something that, that you should take very lightly and get a pet for your your 10-year-old and... A few years down the line when your your kid is in high school, they're going to have no interest in it anymore. This is something you're getting for yourself to love and to take care of. And and if your kids are home, that's fine, but don't make it a kid's pet because chances are you're going to be the one who's taking care of it. Yes, and if your
2: child leaves for college, you could still be the one left with
0: the chinchilla. For quite a while, Yeah. yeah. I know with hamsters, they only live... A few years, right? Know, two, yeah, two to five years. So this this is a big time commitment. So if you're not prepared to take that on, then you shouldn't adopt one of these little guys.
2: Yeah, and you know it's just important to know all of those things and do your research about chinchillas so that uh, you know the proper care that they do need and talk. To, you know, I know that there's a lot of chinchilla experts right here in our community in San Diego, and I'm sure there are nationwide as well um who are happy to provide additional resources.
0: Oh, that's excellent. And do you have any kind of brochures that you're making up given that you have 420 chinchillas <laughs> now?
2: <laughs> yes, we did um we we have a brochure that we drew up and are sending home with our adopters so
0: that they can provide the best care possible. Excellent. Do chinchillas need any kind of vaccinations or maintenance? of any kind involving going to and from a veterinarian on an annual basis?
2: Yeah, just like any other animal, a regular appointment with a veterinarian is really important just to keep up on their health, um, just like with any other animal that you are going to bring into your home and take responsibility for their care.
0: Okay, what's the the process? If somebody wanted to come down and adopt one of these little guys, first of all, what's the address of the facility where they're located?
2: We have some at our San Diego campus, which is at 5500 Gaines Street in San Diego. And then we also have chinchillas housed in our Oceanside campus up north um, at 576 Airport Road in Oceanside. And so if anyone's interested in adopting, they should give us a call or come into one of those shelter locations, and an adoption counselor can talk about all of the care, answer any questions that you have about chinchillas. Um, and start the process from there. Because we have been getting a lot of interest, we are just asking for chinchilla adopters to give us a call first and set up an appointment.
0: Oh, okay. So you've you've actually got a line of people waiting to adopt. <laughs>
2: yes, there are lots of people who are interested in adopting chinchillas, which is great because we have a lot that need to get home.
0: Well, I hope they could all get into homes very, very quickly. Kelly, mm-hmm. I am so glad that the San Diego Humane Society was able to step up and rescue all these adorable little critters. And I hope the homes you find are absolutely perfect and give them a life of love. So oh, thanks so thank much for you. being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. It is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place radio show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. Mark your calendars for the MVP adoption event on September 13th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Orange County Animal Care Center. MVP stands for Many Varieties of Pets, of course, because that's what you'll find at the center. Adoption discounts will be offered on all dogs, cats, and bunnies on this very special day. For more information, visit www.ocpetinfo.com. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also visit us on Facebook, just look up Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAS 88.1 FM. I'm Murray Hewlett. Please stay new to your pets and have a wonderful day.